friends, welcome to the Impossible Things Podcast, where the greatest minds in the universe answer the world's toughest questions. Until they arrive, we will be answering those same questions. I'm Jimmy, and with me today are... Kyle. Hi. Aww. <laughs> and Jesse. Tricked it out. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. <laughs> Kyle's here too. So today oh. we're talking about a fun topic. We are talking about Iron Man, which I'm not going to try and hum... The guitar solo. <laughs> Kyle will. No Who's shame. Kyle? Kyle will do it right. It's okay. No shame. No shame here. Um. So the so we are talking about is building an Iron Man suit uh, possible or impossible? And what do you guys think, Jesse? As if I had to say. <laughs> I think it's just kind of presumed at this point. <laughs> I, I probably should stop asking you and just ask Kyle. <laughs> uh, if it, I think, I don't know. You, like always, we, we should define our terms. Is an exo, exoskeleton possible that can give you super strength and uh, some of the other things that Iron Man can do? Yeah, some of that's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it, it's not going to be as thin and sleek as the movie version. Mm-hmm. And I think the flight is kind of out of the question as well as the advanced weapon systems right but uh some of it some of it's attainable uh i definitely agree i mean exoskeletons are being more and more developed every every year and there's a lot more um there's a lot of different types too and they have different names like there's there's passive armor which is just like a pseudo armor and then there's powered mm-hmm. armor which is kind of what an exosuit is but exosuits are really more for like there's this I don't think I have the article in here, actually, which is funny, but I remember reading something that NASA is working on an exosuit that can withstand the re-entry of, uh, of space. So that, that's just... useful considering that Gravity movie that's out right now. Yeah. Oh. you see that yet? No. Oh. You should go see it. Uh, no. And you should go see it in 3D. In IMAX 3D? In IMAX 3D. That's what we were talking about doing. Yep. You should do it. It's definitely pretty good. Well, that sounds like a, a pretty useful functionality for it. Mm-hmm. All I imagine is a practical use, a practical version of Iron Man in today's technology would be making an iron lung and like moving around with that. That seems very impractical. That's 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 what I would imagine. If if somebody's going to build an Iron Man suit today mm-hmm. that achieved the same functionalities or similar functionalities to Tony Stark's mythical suit, it would be an iron lung. Maybe that was uh, watertight. Mm-hmm. Unless those are traditionally watertight, and I'm missing hmm. the point. I'm not too familiar with the concept of an iron lung. Me neither. <laughs> However, that's that's what I envision. All right. So there's an iron lung? What do you mean by iron lung? Does it go inside you? Hmm? Seems like it defeats the purpose of a lung, because doesn't a lung expand? Well, they... Transitional epithelial cells and all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying the iron lung because it's that big, you know, metal tube that they used to put people in in the fifties. Oh, oh, and that that is what I meant. I'm sorry, oh, I should have okay. clarified uh, a little bit. I was confused. What is this big metal tube they used to put people in the fifties? Yeah, I know nothing about yeah, this. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it, it's just this tube. I forget what the purpose was exactly. I thought it was for like polio victims or something like that. I, I don't even know what disease it was tied to. Come to think of it, but. It was like a compression chamber that your body was in. It was like a quarantine chamber? Sure, but I mean, it, there was like positive pressure to it, so it's this big like compression chamber that your body's in, but your head's not, I guess. Mm. Wow. And just, I don't know. Seems very Iron Man-like. 
probably made of iron. <laughs> probably. Uh, so is, it, is Iron Man suit possible, Kyle? Well, as, as much as it pains me to say, no, I don't think it is. Mm, I think that I think that uh, even the active exoskeletons, I think, will will weigh so much it'll be impractical. Half the energy that the active exoskeleton will be using will be to just move the suit. Mm-hmm. Um, you right. know, add add some combat or any sort of hand to hand warfare on top of that, and I think it's just impractical. Like the energy won't last. I mean, part of what makes the Iron Man suit. Uh, so cool and so awesome is that it's powered by that, you know, what nuclear fusion, not nuclear. Wow. That's crazy. Electromagnetic fusion <laughs> cell that's, you know, in his heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know, that, that technology is not real. At least is it's, it? Isn't well, it? actually, I don't know. Come to think of it. I was saying that and realized that I could totally be way wrong. Mm-hmm. It might be real. Jimmy, Jimmy, did you find any, anything in your travels? Uh, I found things the, that are, that are similar into the arc reactor that Tony the Stark arc has. reactor. Thank the, you. Why didn't you correct me? I well, I was gonna let you go. <laughs> you seem pretty adamant about what it. A, what a friend. <laughs> Running theme. Uh, the uh, uh, the the arc reactor is is there's there's things that are similar to it, but not not on theory so far. Nothing really. I mean, we do have like a lot of the a lot of the equipment we use at 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 work. Anything that has a ballast or anything that arc. Mm-hmm. arcs in order to keep like a lot of our isopar lights with an arc so it's like that technology exists but in a very primitive form compared to what tony does well yeah, i mean like the the arc reactor he has is like it's perpetual perpetual arcing energy on its own. yeah arcing on itself yes. kind of thing we and we the the arc flashes we use to ignite uh the gases and lots things. of energy it takes a lot of electricity mm-hmm. and it's uh it's rapid rapid uh, release of that electricity. Mm-hmm. So, I, either way, it's. Uh, I, I think powering powering an active suit like that is a challenge. I think that moving the suit around is a challenge. I find the most practical use for it is the one you just stated. Is like spacewalks, mm-hmm. independent spacewalks, mm-hmm. um, where where weight doesn't really isn't a factor. It isn't a factor until you get back, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like you have to account for you know, the ocean or whatever he lands in, he right. or she lands in. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, when you said that it would be, a, like that would be its downfall is power, you bring up a good point. So like the, when I was looking this up, the history of people trying to build exosuits is mm-hmm. is pretty awesome. My favorite one and Jesse's favorite when we're talking about this off, off, uh, it's pretty cool. off air is, uh, is called the Hardy Man. Have you heard about this Hardy Man? Oh, I have not. You're going to have to. Can you tell him. by the, the name what era it's from? Oh yes, the Hardy so, Man mm-hmm. was was uh, built by General Motors in the '60s, and it yeah, was actually fabricated right. and was actually built and designed. It was, if you can imagine, I showed you the pictures, right? Mm-hmm. If you can imagine two giant claws on the ends of your hands, and it was they were built kind of like those kind of like those robots from Alien, like that that uh, like you're it, the the machine is essentially a forklift, is what yeah, it with the two levers mm-hmm. and yeah, and so. His entire arms or claws, and it was built in the '60s. But the downfall was is that it took an entire room yeah. to power it, and that was really inefficient, and it was slow and bulky. And probably had a cord going yeah, through. Yeah. I think it did. I think it had like a large. I think they explained a very large hod of cable that was running the entire thing, which wow. I imagine got really, really hot. Yeah, right. You probably had an extra guy or two just to play out the cable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Yikes. But there's pictures, there's pictures, and we'll, we'll put, we'll post a link. There's pictures of, uh, like the design of, they have a picture of a guy in it and it looks, oh. it looks sci-fi. It's the total, it's totally, cause he's got like the sixties glasses on and the white hard hat and like the, 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 yeah, the right. white shirt. And then he's in a, he's in a giant like <laughs> forklift <laughs> apparatus <laughs> and it looks really cool, but it failed cause there wasn't enough, there wasn't enough power to power the thing. Right. But, but we've mean, but we've advanced so far in power now. Like you think about like hybrid cars that are using right. electricity and, and fuel like that. It, there's a lot of forklifts that run purely off of like propane or just batteries. Yeah. And I mean, that would be essentially the same amount of force because that's where I think the future is. I think the future in exosuits is, is like that is, is using them as like forklifts and like you each company would have like two or three and you would rent them from United Rentals and you would <laughs> you would get into them and then shameless plug around. for you are rents you would uh yeah I mean like it man it'd make loadouts really easy wouldn't <laughs> yeah, it would make loadouts way just easy. throw that in the truck literally <laughs> I, I that and that's the thing is I mean it, 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 the the purposes behind Iron Man are very militaristic is mm-hmm. that a word Jesse it is okay militaristic very fine word uh where i i think that that won't be the driving force behind why it's created if it's created in a a more practical sense i think it's like what you're saying it'll be it'll be a tool like a like a forklift or Mm. or just uh additional manpower like uh you know i mean that's what everybody said about tractors when they were first invented is that it was like you know replacing five horses or whatever like that and you know hence we still talk about the power of engines and horsepower yep. um which i still think is a very arbitrary way to measure power but anyway yeah which which horse are we talking about? right exactly my horse or your horse mm. pony or clydesdale clydesdale every time mm-hmm. uh well there's three right from from stuff i was looking up there's like three major industries that are pouring a lot of money into to exosuits um the least of which is construction. So it's like construction is doing like a little bit of research and development on them. And I'll bet one of the other ones is military. Mil- military yeah. is, is doing a, a ton, but they're taking a different approach at it. They're not really taking it like an Iron Man suit. Their mm. exo, their exo suits are really more to help with endurance, like assistance and running. Right. Yeah. So that Transportation. they can, yeah, so that they can carry heavier things on their legs for a longer amount of time. So mm-hmm. it's that kind of like it, the, 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 the few pictures I've seen of the military stuff is like it would attach to your backpack and it would come down and then attach to your legs. And then as you move, it would, you would be able to carry an enormous amount of weight on your back because of these, these exoskeleton right. legs you have on. Um, and then the third and the, the by far investing more than the military or more than the military will disclose is, hmm. uh, is medicine is, uh, hmm. the, the medical industry. For repair, it's it would for like brittle bone and and stuff like that because brittle bones and uh, anything for for elderly that have right. hard time moving and walking and are a little bit more frail. <laughs> I don't know. You, you talk suits. to some people's grandparents; they already are Iron Man or woman <laughs> <laughs> from the hips. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so is that is that like prosthetic type of stuff? That's, or? that's one of the things that in the Iron Man suit that I was looking at when I was breaking it apart is like, you know, you have the exoskeleton, you have power that you got to figure out, you have armor that you got to figure out. Armor is like, it's got to be bullet proof and resistant and you still have to be moving and, 
And the one thing that took me a while that I thought was totally going to bust this whole thing was control. Mm-hmm. Now, in the comic books, Tony can, he has a neural link to the suit. The suit mm-hmm. is a part of him. And I was like, well, that will never happen. But we were kind of talking about in other podcasts, like, oh, well, you can control computers with your brain already. So it's yeah. like, oh, well, maybe we can look into it a little bit and see how that, that works. Well, yeah, and, there's that whole episode of Prototype Disc we were talking about where they, they did a test where these four people were doing a junkyard derby controlling cars with their minds, driving them around. Oh, that's awesome. I, I thought I mentioned it during that episode. I may not have. You, you may I, have. I still haven't looked it up, although oh. I was super intrigued. It's, uh, it's, definitely, it's definitely worth a look into. But uh, I, I mean, like, so th- that 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 hurdle mm-hmm. is completely a valid one. I mean, it's not. I mean, it, yeah, sure, it exists in one form right now, but it, it's not. It's very primitive, mm-hmm. and you know, it, uh, you don't want to you don't want to trust your the thing controlling your your personal movement. It's one thing to control a car that way, which is still relatively risky and dangerous, right? And it's a, a whole nother whole other thing. Whole nother. Ah. I totally did that on accident. It's a whole other thing to uh, control like your your legs that way, mm-hmm. or you know the thing assisting. It, it'd be like I don't know driving a wheelchair with your brain, which mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That, that sounds like a good use for that technology. Yeah. Come to think of it, but uh, I don't know. That's like that that and the power source seem like a pretty big challenge, right? But I mean, you you have a you have a valid point in saying that like you know the power capacity of laptops and phones and the Tesla car and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, even like my in-laws have a, a Nissan Leaf, like those batteries are fairly efficient. And for all we know, some of like Nik- Nikolai Tesla's actual technology could make a comeback at some point. And maybe we'll see more efficiencies in power that, right. you know, conspiracy mm-hmm. theorists are surmising have been <laughs> hidden for years and years and years. Yeah. So and there's the fuel cell. Weren't you telling me about the mm-hmm. fuel cell, Jimmy? There's a, a that was a one possibility for power is is using fuel cells because they can be smaller and you could be able to. It, it none none of this I think would fit in an actual Iron Man suit. It would all have to be a little bit bigger. I I think I envision more of a Iron Man's or Tony Stark's first suit that he had in the first movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Like his really bulky giant had like hydraulic pins on the side. Like oh, that was DOS. Yeah. Commanded. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's, I that's what I that's what I think that that will look like. Yeah, well, especially I, the first ones. I think I, I definitely like agree that the the I mean the Mark 42 version of this mm. of this suit not practical like or not possible. Is that the one that like that all the pieces will fly onto him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a. I uh, just it just doesn't. That's a little much. Doesn't seem possible. I mean, the 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 manner in which he controls the suit. Sure, I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. The power thing, I could see happening. Size, I don't see that changing anytime soon. We do discover more, you know, more strength and other alloys and stuff like that, and how we forge mm-hmm. steel mm-hmm. and such. But one of the other big problems that we that I had found, Jimmy had found too, was that. If it's going to be, you know, you're talking about the size of the suit and the thickness of the metal. I mean, at some point, it's going to be harder for you to move around unless the the joints are powered somehow, which is what the military is doing with their running assistance and a lot of the exosuits are doing. Mm -hmm. But in order to get the the weight down, there's going to have to be some other form of movement, not hydraulics. Kind of a, a linear muscle was the way Mm -hmm. somebody described it Mm -hmm. who'd written an article that I read. That was a good article. That was, uh, I think it's called Abstract abstract Engineering, or is it? Yeah, that guy was cool. It was, the, the premise of the article was five things that need to be developed 
for Iron Man to be possible. Oh, nice. And, uh, and, then, and then at the end of the article, he says, and then it has to fly. So the, the oh, five yeah. things didn't even include the flight. Yeah, no big deal there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah flight, flight, is a, flight is a podcast all in itself. With this, and that, that should be a really cool podcast itself. Self, like single man flight. Single man flight. Yeah, I think we should add that to the list. All right, added. Let's add it to the list. Consider it added. Um, but yeah, no, he talked. He talked about a linear muscle and, and brings up a good point. Like there's a there was a really cool uh, on the Smithsonian Channel on Apple TV. I watched a, a cool like billion dollar man project that they were working on, where these like seven top. Ro- Robotic, roboticist, that right? Robotics. Say it with confidence. Roboticist. Yes. Took, <laughs> uh, they uh, took a bunch of uh, they took a bunch of the the highest grade prosthetics mm-hmm. in the planet, including like bionic eyes and the and the the heart and you know like a uh, uh, blood vessels and a blood of- a hodgepodge of prosthetics and and put them together and actually got this this thing to walk and move mm-hmm. using a computer. I bet that looks pretty freaky. It was terrifying. It was <laughs> absolutely. I still think it every time every time I see Osimo move at all, the Honda robot, mm-hmm. I that just scares me. Like just watching robotics, like I mean, screw the artificial intelligence and all that. Like that that's scary enough as it is. Mm-hmm. But I'd get the same kind of fear for that that just I a, do when Siri A humanoid me. robot being able to right. move in a way. M- move and, and imitate human behavior as far as balance and walking and running is concerned. It's just disconcerting. You look mm-hmm. at that and you go, uh, that's our future? Mm-hmm. Hope I'm dead. There was a and not by robots. You will be. There was a <laughs> you will be. There was a part of the 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 documentary where they had the, this they had the prosthetic hand and the arm hooked up to like they had like a bunch of motion capture dots on someone else's hand. Yeah. So anytime that their hand moved, it was it was terrifying how like like every flutter, flutter of the fingers and, and like they were playing mm-hmm. chess and it was like the, the hand nuances. moving and, and every little thing that the hand, it was just terrifying. It looked like Luke Skywalker's hand. I was just about to yeah. ask about that. Is that <laughs> oh, like, that's how no. I always envision prosth- prosthetics going mm-hmm. that direction. And it seems like that's the direction they've been going. It's like mm-hmm. one of the few cases where star Wars influenced a technology that's actually being used today as opposed to star Trek. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I, I will say that, uh, a company that we we work very close to it has done some scary things with uh with robotics and mm-hmm. just making making lifelike movement out of a out of a, an animatronic mm-hmm. i i think uh, i think that you know servos and <clears throat> variable motor control and flow control um mechanics has gotten that technology's gotten to a point where it's so lifelike and so efficient Energy-wise, that and all the components are getting so small, right? Too, and that's a big and a the big milling of it is so cheap, and it's just mm-hmm. a, this ex- expected thing now. But uh, I, I do think that for Iron Man to truly be an Iron Man thing, it's not pneumatics and it's not hydraulics; it's some other form yeah, of yeah, yeah. linear muscle. Yeah, mm-hmm. that linear muscle is like probably the best description for it. It's just a matter of what energy is that. Oh, we've yeah. we've researched a linear motor and that. That works. Magnetic. Yeah. So you think yeah. it's magnetics? Uh, maybe. It could be. Uh, very well could be. I mean, like, uh, magnetics is like one tick off of electricity anyway, so mm-hmm. why, why not? Yeah. Why not just uh, electrocharge one magnet negatively against another one and make that the movement? Mm. Like, I mean, that, that yeah, with would the probably be a power control. And right. 
it's it's uh, it's conceivable. Very. Possible. Mm. I'll, I'll give you conceivable. Well, conceivable is the first step. I, I think I mean first. the idea the idea and having it worked out on paper. I mean Elon Musk has proved that time and time again with ideas, especially mm. with the loop. The loop. The loop. loop. <laughs> that uh, you know, I mean that that's a very well thought out and planned concept on paper. And I'm sure there are challenges that he even he didn't foresee, but he's he's done the hard part, which is coming up with the conceivability. Conceivability? Yeah. Say it confidently. Conceivability. <laughs> that's the key. <laughs> that is the key. It's all about communication. I want you to know that since that podcast, I've said synapses more and more every single day. I try and say it at least twice a day. You're screwing up society. I'm trying, I'm trying to get everyone to start saying synapses. Because you're screwing up society. Like they do in British television. Screwing up society. <laughs> Kyle apparently feels that you're screwing up society. I do. You Stay know what? I'm, going, I'm going to write, write a letter. The podcaster, Grandma Girl, and ask her <laughs> how that's pronounced and why. <laughs> I'm just saying. I hope you do. I hope you do. I hope we hear it in an episode. <laughs> so, so uh, bring, bringing it back to where we always bring it, it's pretty hard with this one because this is obviously related directly to a movie or a mm-hmm. set of movies, but being that there are four instances now out in public where Iron Man appears, at least in our generation. What, uh, can, I, I guess I could ask what your favorite instance of it is. Like, what's the what's your favorite feature of the concept of Iron Man? Or, like, exosuits or, like, Iron, Iron Man? Uh, I'll give you either. I'll give you either. I think, it, I think it works either way. Which, like, what is your favorite aspect of a Jimmy? Uh, I like in, I think it was Matrix... Whatever the second one was, Reloaded, those exosuits in The Matrix were rad. Heck yeah. I they was totally s- about to bring that up like 10 so, minutes ago. They were so cool. They were so... And that's like, when you look at the Hardy Man, you'll be like, whoa, it's it's the precursor to The Matrix I robots. think it's when you mentioned that is when that's when I pictured that. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, it, wow. it's a very oversized suit. Mm-hmm. Looks kind of like the... Slightly smaller than the Chicken Walkers in Star Wars mm-hmm. uh, with an exposed human operator. And uh, it main purpose just being hand to hand combat, uh, uh, you know, uh, artillery, handheld artillery, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just on a larger scale, basically just scaling up a human and human functionality. I really, I think that's that's there's, that part's cool. There's a there. I haven't played the game yet because it hasn't come out yet. But there's a game coming out called Titanfall, which is the entire game is based around you have a giant exosuit that follows you. And you can jump in it at any time. And it's a big, like, Call of Duty, like, multi multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. But there's these giant robots running around that at any given point in time you can jump into and take control of. And then that's cool. run around. And that was, that was, that's another thing that I liked because it, it had a small thing of artificial intelligence. Because mm-hmm. you can look, like, if it was your suit, you can look around and, like, point at it and tell it, all right, follow me and kill anything you see. And then you mm-hmm. can run around on the ground and it would follow you. And that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So the size thing is is interesting because why not make it big, right? You know why why are we trying to make it small and just make it big? Isn't one of the things it depends on the purpose. One I of mean, the cool things about yeah oh yeah that's true but for military for military I would think the size would be yeah why not yeah who cares I know I absolutely agree there was a there was a cut scene in that game that I was like oh man this would be nuts if they actually made this because it was like these three guys being overwhelmed by like a bunch of a bunch of other infantry, a bunch of enemy enemy infantry, and they're like, "All right, send in the Titan." And then like they look up, and there's this little dot 
and then it crashes to the earth and then it takes out like a hundred dudes <laughs> and then you're like oh man you have one of those you would tip the balance in any fight until uh, the enemy gets one right yeah. then it's just mutually insured destruction mm-hmm. agreed bummer what about you Jesse I don't know I, yeah I was just thinking about it when you said it I mean I should be preparing for this question because it always comes up but uh, I like the Iron Man movies I enjoyed them yeah I, I think it's my pretty, favorite pretty cool. Marvel franchise, personally. Definitely. I think it has a very compelling character, and that's... Yeah. I've relate a lot to Tony Stark's attitude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, even if you don't, though, it's it's good television. It's, it's Yeah, it's good, an appealing confidence. cinema. Yeah, absolutely. It's good character development, and Robert Downey Jr. plays mm-hmm. it well, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, yeah, I like that. I like the Iron Man franchise. It's fun. But as far as capabilities of an exoskeleton slash Iron Man suit, what is what's, your what is your favorite, favorite aspect of that? Flight. Flight. Oh yeah. That's That'd awesome. be so cool. Too bad it's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> someone someone did the physics of, of having thrusters on your wrist like that. Oh and break it would your wrists. Rip your wrists off like every single time. Oh <laughs> yeah. I just don't oh, see that yeah. as being a, a practical way of stabilizing yourself mm. at all. Or or even, you know, upward thrust. You know, I was thinking about, it's not fictional, but it's uh, it's hypothetical in a way. Oh, maybe, well, well, whatever. So you were talking about, Jimmy, that guy, that that Russian guy that made a... Oh, like, we haven't even armor. talked about him yet. Yeah, that guy's and crazy. I, thought, I was thinking the other day, like, how nuts would it be? Because this guy allegedly, correct me if, I'm, if I get it wrong. Mm-hmm. So he made this suit and it was like super protective. Mm-hmm. It was more like armor than a than an exoskeleton. Yeah, it was, it was much more passive than it was powered. Passive, yes. That's the good word. So he, but one of the things he did was he went and engaged with bears. Oh. <laughs> I thought that would be so cool just to be like up close. Is there a video and, of this? Combat There's with pictures. I, I have it in the PDF. I have uh, the oh, article. We'll post that. Like that's something, that's a really cool use for something like this that humans have never been able to do is, and survive is to get in in close combat with a bear or it's kind of like the those shark suits you know the yeah. shark bite suits it's kind of like those but in a way yeah. broader sense i think yeah because there's no challenge of oxygen right it's that is a very cool reason for it doing just so. in-depth research of uh of habitats and dangerous you mm-hmm. know, aspects of nature yeah no this guy this guy's nuts he is uh I have, i'm gonna read his bio right now once uh once i download the page uh but uh he he wanted he's in some military i think he might have been ex-russian military or maybe he was in the american military for a little bit but a russian native uh he uh he wanted to build a suit that would keep his friends safe from everything so he spent his entire life savings and built this suit and he used uh we were talking about this off off uh off podcast a little while ago and it was uh, he uses this technique called liquid armor which is where Kevlar is is resistance to is resistant to bullets, right? Uh, but it's very thick and it's very heavy. Mm-hmm. There's this I and I can I can't find the two liquids they use probably for good reason on the internet at all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, you take a very thin amount of Kevlar and you add these two liquids to it, and it's kind of like using fiberglass resin on something. Right. Yeah. And it it thickens the Kevlar, but it's now it's now pliable. 
and the exact same resistance. So you can, it's now you can you can flop it around and then you can shoot it with a bullet and it would still, it'll still stop that's, it. Wow. That's amazing. So that's what he's using. That's why he can move his joints and everything. And he, he went through the whole, he, he went to, uh, he fought bears. He, he's, he weighs a lot because he had to get flown in from a helicopter. He was dangling from a helicopter and they dropped him into the forest where he allegedly fought bears in this suit. Mm-hmm. Before that, to test out the impact, he went to the meanest, baddest Russian biker bar he could find. <laughs> and he gave everyone Louisville sluggers and had to beat the living daylights out of him. And that he's, that and sounds he, like a very Russian and idea. He felt, and he felt nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a very Russian idea. And uh, that's, I'll just go to a bar and piss a bunch of people off. <laughs> I'll test them it out right bats. now. <laughs> that's, so, that's confidence in your product, i got to tell you. Yeah, and he tested it himself. Mm-hmm. Very Tony Stark thing to do. Very, all, yeah. all him. Reckless made, abandoning uh, yep. type thing. He made magnetic holsters for his weapons, for his guns. And so like he's a full-on... Did he like, uh, did he consult the uh, Russian FPS guy? <laughs> no, but he should have. He really <laughs> should have. Like my favorite aspect of the Iron Man suit is Jarvis. Actually, mm. oh, um, yeah. I like I like how Tony Stark can interact with with the suit without being in the suit as uh-huh. as well as you know anything else. Like I like that control aspect the of control it. Control system, more or less. Yeah, so to speak. that's that's where I always live. I live live on the control systems. Yeah. I, I love those. But for sure. Uh, for sure. I but as much as that is appealing to me, I do think that the passive suit, like that that Russian dude, that's that's I think where what that's what will drive the purpose is that kind of interaction with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that you're just safe, like kind of like the the step forward and advancement that bulletproof vest made the, and the Kevlar and all that. It was like. Well, you just would wear it, even mm-hmm. even though it's a little heavy and a little bulkier. It's like this mm-hmm. doesn't even have those two downsides, mm-hmm. and it keeps you fairly protected. Yeah. It protects you from impact, but it wouldn't protect you from like being crushed or no, being that's twisted it. and folded in half or right. And like that's that. that's I mean, but the Iron Man suit even has those challenges. It just has them on. A, you know, it takes more force. Right. But but, but yes, I a, agree. That's the. But it has the, the muscle assist. So he's stronger in Iron Man than mm-hmm. right than when he's not. So it's it's got some strength to it. Yeah, which is why the thrusters on the palms probably work because he just there's the increased uh, mm. strength in the wrist. Oh yeah, yeah, makes sense. So the wrist of the suit. The wrist of the suit. Mm-hmm. So the I didn't think wrist about is that. probably taking all the thrust pressure off mm-hmm. of him. But the, the the other thing I thought was interesting about the flight of the suit is there's no there's no like lift principles, right? Aerodynamics and just stuff. Kind so of it's assumed. all thrust. Like he's the thrusters have to be going constantly, and it's all everything's off. Oh, of and how could how could he fly face like facing down like parallel to the ground? Right, because there's no lift. Like mm-hmm. he'd have to be going so fast, like jet engine fast all the time. Yeah, making maneuver maneuverability like ridiculously impossible. Ridiculously. I like the I like the way they explained it in yeah in the Rocketeer. Because it's oh, the yeah. same. It's the same concept. It's a person flying through the mm-hmm. air. So like, there's not a lot of lift generated. Yeah. And there's like one. I think there's one line mentioning it, where it's like, so how would you create lift? And it's like, well, it just happened. Like, and that was it. And I like, moved on. <laughs> like, <laughs> thank, thank you, Disney, for such an apt description again <laughs> why, for personal why, flight. Why doesn't it? Why doesn't the jetpack burn you? And it's like, oh, it it's it burns cold. And then they move on. And then that's it. So where are we at? Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, is it impossible? Are we are we there yet or are we not there yet? I'm sorry. 
Uh, I'm just I'm looking at other things. Like I wrote down like things to overcome, and flight <coughs> flight was in the things to overcome. Uh, being able to have the suit move around you as you move, so that linear muscle in the suit, and then the extra dexterity, so you actually mm. can move. Yeah, we can talk about control system for a minute. Yeah, yeah, that's good. What, what, is, what uh, do you have to say about that? There's some. I think that's the most achievable thing of anything we've talked about related to this. Huh. Intriguing. I mean, like, it, it, not the artificial intelligence. I mean, really, we've we because we kind of I mentioned Jarvis as a as an mm. AI when we talked about it, huh. uh, and I just don't think we're that adept yet. But we will be. Like, I'm very confident in that that we will find a way to simulate emotion as well as. Uh, cognitive thought and reasoning inside of a computer it might not be perfect every time but mm. it's not supposed to be right but i think that of anything related to iron man right now today i think that that control system it, i mean take the human element out of it like osmo already does that osmo can do its own balance correction and um mm. motor movements without any any human interaction at all mm. which is crazy yeah again very scary but i mean that's the that take that control system put it onto an exoskeleton you have you already you have a working prototype right there of of that so i think that the control system is the only thing right now that exists rudimentary as it may be yeah that's that's kind of fascinating well do you find anything about that jimmy uh found a little bit i found some things about control there's a lot of people working um i think it was like probably seven, maybe five, six, seven years ago when like speaking in speaking into text was becoming really popular, like yeah. Nero and all that. When you have the headset and you would talk and it would type and it was really, really cool. The next step of that is using brainwaves to, to type now. So that, and there's a lot of people, there's, a, there's two headsets that you can buy now that work with a program that work off the beta and theta waves that you, that you admit from your brain mm-hmm. that... I don't think they can text quite yet, but they can move. You can move a cursor. There's this poor monkey in. <laughs> there's this poor sad monkey that has all these wires injected into its. In, if I had a dollar for every time a story started with that. Uh, this poor, you would have a dollar. I would have one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this this uh, this monkey can move uh, a cursor, and he can he has got pretty much full control of this of this computer game through his his mind uh he sits there and he has lost the ability to control his limbs but he can move everything in the computer that's where we're heading yeah i feel like i feel like there are already human systems that this happens on with paraplegics I, I, i might be way 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 wrong but i feel like there's like wheelchair control and or text to type like tty that exists for paraplegics right now that does that. I don't know though. There's a lot and that works with eyes that I've seen. Like, that's true. That that monitor eye movements and that's that's what. He's, well, I mean, and that could just as easily be the quote unquote telepathic version of control. Why not? Yeah. I mean, that's is, te- is telepathy possible? Uh, that's a that, we already have that on the list. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, why did I bring it up? According to this guy, it is. Well, and I mean, like, it is possible. It's, or it is on the list. It's, it's on the same. <laughs> He's confirmed it's on their list. Uh, it's on the same. It's on the same as controlling a computer. It's it's if you uh-huh. add enough if you add enough hardware to the brain, you eventually will become. You can achieve telepathy. I, wow. I feel like that's. I feel like it's completely a definition of terms. 
Because like telepathy is just, I, I think that's what communication using your thoughts, right? If we, mm, if that's the, how if, I understand it. If that's how we're going to describe it, then yes, that's absolutely possible because we're talking about it right now. We're talking yeah. about communicating with a computer mm-hmm. using all your thoughts. Uh, so I, I, I mean, that's a whole other, whole other episode, <laughs> not a whole nother, but a whole other episode. Uh, There's an interesting, uh, grammatical thing about a whole nother. I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> That's also a whole nother podcast. <laughs> it could be not our scope. Not sadly. that's very out of out of scope. Yeah, I think we've pretty much gone over the whole thing. Like, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be developed. But I was really surprised on like I don't think exosuits are very far away. Yeah. I don't think they are. I, for at first, I was like, oh, this will be here in like 80 years or something. But yeah, I think, right. It's very I think, achievable in our lifetime. I think. Uh, I think we'll definitely see the precursors to them. What do you think will be the most like the first real practical? widely used uh version of it i think it'll be military first and i think it'll be military uh working on i think it'll be the hardy man but achieved oh, it'll yeah. be the hardy man was was built also by the it was built by ge and the military so that they can oh nothing do, bad could go wrong with that do, <laughs> they can do heavy machinery on their on their their bombers mm-hmm the whole like the reason why they had claws was so they can take the they can take the bombs and load them right into the into the, that was their whole purpose. I, hmm. I feel like the Marvel comic completely alludes to this in the movies um, perfectly. Is that like you know I think it's Iron Man two where all the other governments of the world are trying to create their Iron Man suits and it's this disastrous thing hmm. and uh, you know Tony invents the on accident invents the robotic army. Um, oh yeah, and I I that's really I agree, Jimmy. I think the first first uses we'll see the first uses we'll see will be military, and then I think anything after that will be industrial. Like, mm-hmm. like I mean, much like I had said earlier, tractors really revolutionize farming. I think that these exoskeletons will revolutionize uh, industry again. Do you think that more than actual robots? Uh, well, well, I think I think everybody always thinks it's robots. I don't think the human element's going to leave it first, hmm. because I think the cognitive reasoning is what I don't know what makes it, that creates more efficiency. But sometimes. when you come at it from a, a safety standpoint, why would I even protect it? Why would I send a person in to do something that I could send in? Well, I mean, like, I, like let's, let's talk about like smithing of some sort, some forging, forging of metal. Like, you obviously don't want humans anywhere near that. Right. Robots are the most practical thing, but like you put a, a guy at a control panel to do that a la Avatar style, like in mm-hmm. another room somewhere or another country for that matter. Like why why the, why not the way we do drone operators oh, from miles sure. and miles away? Yeah, yeah. So maybe in that case, but I mean as far as like, I, I don't know. I can't think of a really good example, practical example. I just don't think that, you know, self, I want to say self-aware because it's the wrong title for it, but self-sustaining self-tasking robots i don't think that that's completely i don't think that's the end-all be-all where you see these like futuristic movies where robots are doing literally everything and people don't do anything i don't think it'll be like that no i, I think exoskeletons will make make it seem that way but humans well, will a, still be in there i've seen it I, I didn't look it up for this but i've seen in the past a a, a little video of a it was an older woman in a factory who was just a factory worker and they they gave her this robot to help her with her task and she was able to program it. The interface was really simple and she mm-hmm. was able to like 
do the task with it once and then it would do the task for it, like a repetitive motion type of task. Right, yeah. And she was able to program it and then she was able to do like word processing or something while it was building a widget. And mm. I don't remember the exact task. Maybe I should probably look this up so we can post it. But right. It was, uh, it was pretty interesting. I could see that being, because then it's like another pair of hands. That's, mm. and that's, that's kind of what I think. I think it'll be like, for instance, if your exoskeleton has two arms and you have two arms, you could do four things. Wow. You know, like I think it'll I mean, increase cool. efficiency. I don't think it'll eliminate the human aspect of every job. I do think, like mm-hmm. I had said before, for like uh, forging metals and such, I think like uh, those are obvious choices. Remove the human element as quickly as possible because mm-hmm. it's just dangerous. It's danger. It's a dangerous but needed thing. Yeah. But uh, that's, I mean, that's my opinion. I think, I think that I, I, I do. I don't think Iron Man is possible, but I do think the practical aspects of what Iron Man represents mm-hmm. are possible. Mm-hmm. I think I in agree. A, yeah, in a situation where you need more observation and processing at the location, uh, an exoskeleton would be practical. Mm-hmm. But in a case where it's just like you said, milling or forging or right. mining, just where it's just go and dig, then uh, probably robots. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. I agree. So we're we're calling this possible ish, ish. I mean, I, if you're gonna say, is the Iron Man suit possible? I don't think so. No, I don't. I doubt it. If we're gonna say, is some sort of form of um, practical, usable exoskeleton possible? Oh yeah. And I think I think even to the degree of the purposes that Tony Stark uses Iron Man for, hmm. uh, not superhero like, but I mean, as far as like the military, the military will use the crap out of this. They will, you know. When you said uh, when you said extra pair of hands, I immediately thought, "Wow, soldering something is gonna be so much easier now." No, right? Because I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get my exosuit there and then step out of my exosuit and then get. To no, no, your suit has teeth. four. Oh yeah, it has like another pair of arms underneath mm-hmm. your arms. So That'd be you, cool. Why not? So what are we talking about next week, Jimmy? Uh, next week's gonna be fun. Next week we're talking about Jurassic Park, which we've been uh, teasing for like a month. I, I know, it's, man. A subject near and dear to my heart. It's better be good. It's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Let's not ruin our expectations, Jesse. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments for us or topic suggestions, please email us at impossiblethingspodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at impossible, no, imp thing podcast. It's at I-M-P-T-H-N-G podcast or check out our website impossiblethingspodcast.com where we post this podcast as well as on SoundCloud. We also, on our podcast website, we post uh, articles and relevant materials that we used in our discussion and that we think you may find fascinating. So that being said, uh, that's Iron Man in a nutshell. And we'll see you next week with Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic Park. Bye. Bye.